All sorts of evil are now hiding themselves under the umbrella of religion. Unknown. Wreck 2. Hello, over. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and Derek Carter is back with us again to review Wreck 2. Hello, hello. Yep. All right, so uh, this this is sort of a diff, like it's sort of like the same story, same concepts within like Wreck 2 that were in Wreck 1, but it's it's sort of a different take on the zombie virus um, than we're used to. Um, yeah, what what do you think of the movie? Do you like it better than the first one, or do you like them both equally? I kind of like them both equally, but... Uh, when it first came out, I enjoyed the second one slightly more than the first, but in retrospect, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the first film more than the second, but they're they're both almost on the same level. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very good and, like close in quality to each other. Um, I really enjoyed the the soldier aspect of found footage, like how they have the cameras on their helmets. I thought that was really, really cool how they did that. Um, again, making it seem natural. For sure, and the movie is structured differently than the first film in that there are very much two distinct halves here. Like the film almost, for a second, you have this moment of, wait, it's over already? And then it picks right up, but from a different angle for lack of a better word yeah yeah and and yeah the movie does split into into halves a lot um well only twice because it's half but um (laughs) yeah and i i thought it was interesting how they brought like the kids in there Mm -hmm. to that like sort of led them to the end of the movie um and we'll talk more about the kids later on but i also thought it was interesting how they reintroduced the main character, the reporter from the first one, again. Yeah. Um, I I really liked how they kept her in it as the main character, um, <clears throat> even though it's uh, it's not really her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I I saw a lot of the themes from this from the first one in the second one, like orders versus people's lives, mm-hmm. uh, the continuation of secrets. Um, just basically everything, uh, but like I feel like it was more intense, um, because now instead of this, this um, health department keeping secrets, it is the Catholic Church keeping secrets, which adds a, a new fun twist to to the situation. So <laughs> um, we know they never do that because the. <laughs> no, no, the Catholic Church never keeps secrets or or does shady shit <laughs> ever. No. Churches don't do that. No, ever. Right? <laughs> I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on, um, like, the priest guy <laughs> that was with them? The guy who basically comes off almost like an action hero for parts of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of, like, have you seen uh, Blue Exorcist, the anime? I have not. Oh. He just reminds me of, like, this... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. He just reminds me of this, like, super badass priest... That, that, like, has, like, holy bullets that he shoots from his pistols. And, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, but I, I enjoyed how... Well, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it, but, like, how... I like the aspect of how he had to give the order with his own voice mm-hmm. to leave. 
yeah. and that they had to they had to complete the mission, otherwise they were not able to be evacuated. And they did not tell the soldiers that that were the SWAT team that was going in that nope, that was the case. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I had a note here of a. Uh, so, do they treat it like demonic possession or just infected people? But I guess with that element added into the plot, they don't really have a choice. They have to do what the priest says, or they don't get out of the building. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think it's kind of both. Like, is the cure exercising them, or is the cure like getting a vaccine? Is the cure destroying that parasite? Like, what is the the cure? I guess. And how do you cure it? Because um, he was all—he was all about like getting the blood. Um, and yeah, and when they finally—I I guess jumping ahead all the way to the end—he um, freaks out after something happens to what they needed to get the blood from. And I guess I don't know if you had the same thought, but I was sitting there like, you can still grab the blood; it's literally yeah. right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Like just get a vial of the dead person's blood of patient zero and yeah. just like, and if it doesn't work, then we try something else, you know, but you have the blood still like, yeah, I had that exact same thought. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about how it, it was, it was just the same thing. It was like, they, they were literally instead of, instead of leaving them in the building to just die now, like mm -hmm. they have like snipers, shooting them in the building and yep. and um and like the soldiers are like locking people up without any explanation and it's just it's it's just the same things happening but to a higher level and a higher degree from the first movie um and speaking of like gun safety like in the first one and the second one this kid finds a gun and he's just popping off rounds accidentally because he's getting scared. <laughs> like, yo, somebody get that gun away from that kid. Give it to the fireman. He's an adult. Yeah. Uh, so what what are your what are your sort of thoughts on like the diff the themes that we talked about in the previous episode? Uh, so I um in so the I second one the uh, question last time of what do you shoot an old woman in the face or a child? And in this film, you get to see it happen. A few times because that old bitch just doesn't go down. <laughs> she doesn't, and it wouldn't matter if I shot her no. because she still gets up. They even shoot her in the head in this one, and she still gets up. As, and when she popped up for a jump scare, I was like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she will not die. No. She will not go down, and I think it's hilarious. And and it sort of brings into question like. What if you just had zombies that you, like, there was no way to kill? Mm -hmm. Like, they would get up no matter what. And that's probably the most terrifying, um, obviously, because there's no eradicating it. Nope. Unless you get a vaccine. What I mean, with the, would you shoot a child in the face? We get to watch that happen with a <sighs> shotgun. <Yeah. laughs> it's just, like, yeah. up the level significantly. Yeah, and it, I just saw the same things happening, and they obviously are going for... Um, a theme mm -hmm. within these movies. And I feel like the, the idea that these infected people are still human are, are like still prevalent. Uh -huh. Um, and like even more prevalent, like, um, is that old woman still alive in there? 
but when they if they like cure her, she'll just die because she was shot uh, multiple times. Well, I mean, we had a you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that one of the you had this pretty intense scene of one of the SWAT people uh, killing himself so he doesn't get caught, but then don't we see him later on in the film and he's still possessed slash infected? Yeah. So yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you die, you're like gonna be infected. So I don't. And it begs the question, like, does the demonic virus kill these people or do, or does it like keep them alive until they die? Like what, what happens? And maybe we'll learn more in the third and fourth one. I don't know. I haven't seen them yet, but, uh, yeah. So I just, I just thought it was interesting. Okay. Real quick. We got to talk about how, um, she accidentally, the girl accidentally shot the, the firefighter <laughs> instead of and yep. I feel so bad for her. And we don't we don't know if she's dead or we don't oh, know if yeah. she's dead or alive that, right that now because they just scene. locked her in a closet and then other stuff happened and the movie ended. Yeah. Weapon. Yeah. We don't know what happened to yeah. her yet. But like she shot the firefighter just like straight up in the head. And I feel so bad for her, but then again, I'm like, you were so close to them. Yeah. You could have literally walked up, put the barrel to the zombie's head. And shot him. Like you didn't, ha- you didn't have to try to aim, you know. And this was a I just intense uh, hostage situation. The zombie tried to make it, but she reacted yeah. as such. Yeah, and that goes back to you know freaking out. Like when you're panicking, you don't make the best choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was probably like the that's probably the saddest moment in the entire film is when oh, that yeah. happens because you just. Uh, you just feel so shitty after that. I, I wanted to talk about the kids um, basically yeah. around and finding out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like talking about the, uh, the dad who goes with them, by the way. Yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> the freaking dad! Like, all you, yep. all you have to do is just stay where you are. Like we were talking about before, bro. Just stay where you are. And, and I mean, the dad got bit before, so yeah. he was already done anyway, but like still it, and also that goes I back to like, love... to like what well, I love how he, he dies too, just runs in front of the SWAT team who at this point they've gone down how many infected people. So they're like, Oh, just another infected guy. Even though you watch his reactions and he's clearly not infected Yeah, as they thrown down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're so desensitized at this point by killing infected people that like they, they just don't, they don't even think about it. And that's, what's so like heartbreaking about is like how, how many times, like if you've killed so many like people, whether they're infected or not, how does that desensitize you to taking someone's life? Whether, you know, and I think, I think that's just like a harsh reality of people that shoot other people or point guns mm-hmm. at other people for a living is like, I feel like eventually they get like desensitized to the power that they hold, you know? Yeah. It's a tool at that point. It's not necessarily uh yeah. 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 And that's, it's awful. And, mm-hmm. um, which is why, uh, putting my political opinion out there, I think that, uh, we should train, uh, people with those kinds of jobs uh, to de-escalate situations and not escalate them. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the kids, they found, they found out, um, and I like the line where she said, we're all going to die for your video. Uh, and I thought that it's still true to this day. Like that, like people will, yeah, people will just like go into dangerous situations and film it, uh, just so they can get the film. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, like, I don't know. Have you, have you seen those videos of like people messing around in like, uh, like dangerous neighborhoods or, or like they're, they're like messing around with like wild animals or something. And, and then they like get hurt or they like get attacked and it's like, like, okay, good thing you got your video, but now you're. <laughs> You're like severely hurt, so good job. You know, it's like it's like that. Got all it's, the likes and fame. Yeah, yep. people people just want like the likes, and they don't think about their their livelihood or their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think some of that also has to do with uh, this group being teenagers, and as someone who deals with teenagers on a nearly daily basis, yeah, a lot of the times they <laughs> they uh, they don't really think about consequences. So. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it. It's probably because their uh, their brain isn't fully developed yet. Uh, no, nope. well, actually, that I think that is the case. It's because their brain isn't fully developed, so they can't like comprehend or prethink the consequences. And uh, it's just so sad yeah. to see those kids just die. Uh, well, two of them. Um, yeah, the one who got possessed, I, I kind of was rooting for him to die the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he was he was the main uh, <laughs> perpetrator of of you know them getting going in and stuff. Um, Can we talk about how they screw up everybody else's potential escape plan with their actions, too? Because they go in through the sewer, and that isn't a viable form of escape after they get into the building. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. they messed it up. The sewer gets welded shut. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> I just... Well, here's the thing. I... You definitely saw like the outside's humanity before before the movie starts. Like it, in the first one, you didn't see any faces out there. You it was just these voices that were telling them to stay inside. But then out mm-hmm. there, you saw like people out there. You saw the authorities out there that were just like trying to keep this virus contained. And I really like that. I really like how we shifted to this this other half where oh, they're people too, and yeah. they're just trying to live just as much as they are in the building. They're just as frantic, um, just on a different end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, again, at the beginning of the movie, you know, the soldiers are joking around and then and halfway through the kids are joking around. They don't, they don't <laughs> understand the gravity of what's about to happen. Um, no. like in the first movie. Um, and I thought, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, that was prevalent in both movies. Um, I, I wanted to mention this line. I really loved the line, uh, if the virus gets out, we better have an antidote. That yes. that priest was so that priest was so dead set on getting the antidote because if for some reason that, that got out, like there needs to be something that we can use to stop this. Um The exact thing mm-hmm. he says to convince them is would you shoot your own child in the face if you had to? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty convincing question. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the priest, let's talk about uh, 
the organization that he's in and mm-hmm. and the the um the things that they they do uh to try to like get this virus under control um first of all i loved how the priest started like exercising the one soldier <laughs> and then and then the other SWAT member was like what is this <sighs> and kicks the other guy into the room <laughs> I, I thought that was yeah. so funny um cuz well cuz they weren't they weren't aware that this was a demonic virus they were just they just thought it was like a disease a normal Ooh. disease that got out you know um puts the rosary and the cross up and suddenly <laughs> yeah 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 and I, okay, so can we talk about how they were testing on kids? Yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, I don't think we really mentioned the child in the attic. In the we last, did a little bit. Uh, yeah, where they, they pop up for a quick jump scare and that's about it. Yeah. Whereas in this film, we get a replication of that scene with a different outcome and, yeah you find out that it's not just one kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was one of the scariest moments in the entire film is when the guy's in the vent and you see another child come crawling through and then there's at least six kids behind that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrifying. Um, yeah. But I I thought of the... Like, that was a parallel thing to what the the Catholic Church has done to children. Um, mm-hmm. especially indigenous children. Uh, and, and, you know, I, at first, at first I was like, oh, that's really messed up. And I'm like, oh, it's the Catholic church. Um, <laughs> they, they really they have a history. <laughs> yeah. They have a history of um, messing with kids. So, um, yeah. uh, yeah. And I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I, I just saw this antithesis of, <clears throat> When they were interrogating the demon through the little through the boy, um, when they were interrogating him, the demon said, "I am above." And immediately, I didn't think, "Oh, he's in the attic." I thought that he is in heaven, and so mm-hmm. I I thought like, "Oh, there's this antithesis of the demon. The demon and the church are on a same level of of evilness." And, mm-hmm. um, it's unclear and unsure which one is more evil and which one is more good in this movie. Um, and I just yeah, thought, I the, just uh, thought that was fascinating. It's obvious that a lot of people have died on account of trying to make this, uh, antidote, I guess is mm-hmm. what we would call it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the film, a lot more people have died and there's still no antidote. Yeah. 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 And I, and why, why were they not testing in a controlled environment? Why would they pick, yeah, they... why would they pick an apartment where people live <laughs> to test on it? I mean, if we're comparing this to other things that the Catholic church has done in the past, why would they pick a normal house in a normal neighborhood to put certain kinds of people that they're trying to keep under wraps? That's there's true. no real concern for safety or control. It's literally just washing their hands and trying to cover up as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they they would rather have a good name than to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and I think it's like 
they don't want, I don't think they want like a, a place tied to them where oh. they are working on this disease because then that would, um, like they disguise the priest as a doctor, as a health professional. Yeah. Um, and they had them like wear the masks for show. Right. And, mm-hmm. and because they don't want people to know that the Catholic church is involved in this because that would give them a bad name and a bad look. But it, I, I believe it would save people if they were transparent about it. And if yeah. they were like, yeah, we were testing on children in this attic where people live, uh, this disease that is very, very deadly. Uh, yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what we need to do, but they're not going to do that because they yeah, have, they, they have a holy presence to keep up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and also, uh, we find out what happens to the old priest in this film. We yeah. see his body and something that I liked that was hinted at, but never really fully explored is you've got a system through the vents that he was keeping some stuff in and, that's where the kids are coming through, which makes me think, is there maybe another closed-off apartment or a secret room or something that they've got all these kids in that's connected purely by the vents and sealed off from the rest of the building? I like that they hinted at it, but we never really saw that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... I just thought it was a really good depiction of what churches will do to keep these things like under wraps. Um, oh, yeah. To to try to seem holy or perfect, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Because... Like, not to name names, but, like, having your own little secret police station. Wait, what? I haven't heard about this. Oh, Oh, it's BYU stuff, where uh, they were trying to keep uh, records secret from their own little police station on on on-campus police, and... The records were made public, and it doesn't look good. Oh, Looks like yeah. Treated a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with like sexual assault and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and things like that, where if they would have just like nipped it in the butt and came out with it, and were like, "Yeah, we don't condone this. Uh, this isn't our church. These guys are going to be prosecuted." Then yep. that would have protected so many more people. But instead, to keep a good light and name, they brush it under the rug. It's. Exactly. Keep smiling, keep it a secret. Yeah, and um, recently, uh, you know, I've been going through a a faith transition, and um, and it is it's very difficult to to not be angry Mm -hmm. because you know me and a lot of other people feel lied to because of the the history that was misconstrued within the church um I, for the audience's sake i grew up in the lds church um as did and I. and just you know the history that is involved with it that the church knows is is like documented history but they're doing the best they can to cover it up um but even even now, like recently, President Nelson did a devotional at a college somewhere out of state, and he mentioned that uh, that the Book of Mormon isn't necessarily a historical document, even though we've been taught growing up in the church that it, that it is a historical document. 
and yeah, and he said it was inspired of gospel. It was like inspired stories and gospel. It wasn't necessarily a historical document because evidence is is out and accessible. Mm-hmm. That like there's no archaeological evidence of it happening. There's no like the the evidence doesn't make sense um, to what is said in the book, um, and and it's like things like that where they sort of shift their viewpoints over mm-hmm. time and they, they like, well, it, uh, a perfect example is, um, they depicted Joseph Smith translating the book of Mormon, uh, on gold plates. But then the truth is, is he looked at a stone in a hat. And yeah. so, and now like, and, and like they still depict him reading off of the gold plates and, then they tell people in the church not to look at anything that is anti-Mormon. So it, yep. it's things like that, that that disagrees that churches constantly do. And mm-hmm. I I wish I I wish that they wouldn't because I feel like yeah. people wouldn't be as angry with them if they were truthful. Because I mean, a commandment and that they believe is to not lie. So how are we supposed to feel when the churches that are telling us to not lie lie? Exactly. And are dishonest. So, yeah. It's kind of shady stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's sort of my, my rant. Uh, um, but yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if you ever want to go full Satanism, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about that, by the way, like, uh, since we're veering into this topic, like Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never fully understood it. It's been sort of explained to me, but, um, it's hard to wrap my head around like like with the satanic imagery and with um calling yourself satanists um but uh you guys claim to not worship satan or believe in satan i want to i want to know like what the what basically the the thought process is behind that it's a very uh humanist religion there mm-hmm. uh tenets of satanism that are mostly things that i agree with like mm-hmm. One of them's like my body, my choice. Another one's like looking at scientific evidence. Another one's everybody's entitled to their own views as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And it's it's all good stuff that I agree with. They use the imagery of uh, Satan because they know it will get a reaction out of people. And mm. it's basically trolling groups that overstep boundaries. So when you've got a group of people that are putting like the Ten Commandments outside of a federal court building, that's supposed to be like public ground and you're not supposed to have any like religious symbols out there uh the church or the satanic temple will pull up and be like okay that's a nice statue uh here's ours of baphomet you you don't (laughs) want to put that up okay then maybe you should take the other one down (laughs) Uh, they they kind of use the other groups tactics in the same way and go if you have a problem with this then maybe you shouldn't be doing it huh so it's sort of Mm -hmm. like an antithesis like satan is to god where in in the sense of like churches like use God as an agenda, but Satan's Satanists are antithesis of using, cause I've heard like Satanists are mostly atheists. Mm-hmm. So, okay. They that are. makes sense. So it's, it's, it's literally just using words and imagery to counteract uh-huh. shady things. Religion does. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that's cleared up because it, it, it never fully like made sense to me, uh, before, but yeah, uh-huh. cool. I mostly enjoy watching these shocked reactions of people when I'm like, yeah, I'm a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. Hard to prove it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
but yeah, do you, do you have any more thoughts on, you know, religious institutions, the church, things like that? I feel like um, where in the grand scale of Catholic church controversies do you think this story would wind up in headlines if it were to come out? Like if the footage were to be released to the public, kind of like we see pretty damning footage get released now months or even a year or two after it was filmed. Do you think that this would be like a front page news scandal or do you think they'd try to kind of brush it off like nothing happened? Well, I think they try to brush it off. I think outside of the church, it would be well known. Um, but I think inside it wouldn't be. Um, I having, having been in a church, like I was, I was literally like, and, and you were, you were LDS too at one point, weren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. So 17 years of my life. Yeah. So you were, so you kind of know, uh, sort of what this is like, but like, you're basically trained to, if you see something that you were taught is bad, um, like anything that speaks, um, wrong or, or even not just wrong, just like anti church beliefs, you are Mm -hmm. literally like trained to like click away from it or don't look at it or ignore it. Uh, like any, any time anyone even talked about it, I would like shut down and I wouldn't listen to them. Um, and, and like, if, if this came out and this was like real and historical, the people within the Catholic church would probably do the same thing or they would like try to justify it. They would, they, I mean, I'm sure people would say Scientologists do where they, they're not allowed to access certain sites because they're telling the truth about Scientology, but Mm -hmm. they're trained to think that, oh, they're just anti-Scientology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and different churches do this differently. Uh Scientologists is very like like strict about it, but um LDS is they they like they like warn you, but yeah. then if you actually believe that the church is true, then like the person that is warned is going to take that more seriously. Does that make sense? Like there it's yeah. not just going to feel like a warning. It's going to feel like be careful of this evil in this world. That's trying to get you away from God. And if the okay. church is associated with God, um, then you're going to do everything you can, like disassociate, like make up excuses, like um, finding uh, evidence that fits your narrative, uh, okay. like be, be an apologist or something. Like you're going to try to do anything to justify your beliefs within that church. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think I think it would it would be known. But I don't think it would it would change the standing of the church, because they're really good at controlling people. Oh yeah. Um, as evidenced by past scandals. I'm, I mean, the Catholic Church has been around for so long. Like, and have you? I don't. I don't know if you've noticed this, but have you noticed? Like, so Rome killed Jesus Christ, right? And then mm-hmm. they took the Christian religion. It's the Roman Catholic Church. And yep. I thought that was, I, I, I didn't realize that until about a few months ago, but I was like, wow, they, they did not lose any control. Yeah. They, they just have it in a different way. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you, so... what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that they, that people would know about it? Do you think that the Catholic church would fully brush it under the rug? What do you think? I think they would downplay it for sure. Yeah. And maybe 
30 <laughs> years later, we'd get somebody who would come out and be like, yeah, that was a mistake. That's about as much acknowledgement as we would get for it. I, yeah. I just love the visual image of a family having a political argument around the Thanksgiving table about, you know, did the Catholic Church do the right thing with sealing off that apartment building full of demon zombies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can already hear, like, the justification of, well, no one else is trying to find a cure for the virus. No one else is trying to... Uh, and it's like, it's not... Didn't know about it, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not that they were, like, trying to find a cure. It's that they did it in such a <sighs> way. It, it, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm glad those kids were, you know, locked in that bench shaft. I'm glad they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't know what record those kids had before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Those kids, those kids, like, there's, there's video evidence of them, like, Taping fireworks to a sex doll. What's up about that, huh? That's a sin. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, man. Were you thrown a little bit back on to the, like, the, the specifics of the zombies? When you hadn't seen this uh, movie at all, and you were watching it for the first time, were you thrown a little bit when it went from zombies biting people's faces off to zombies speaking in different voices and crawling on the ceiling, full demonic possession style? Um... I I don't think so. The first time I watched the first two, I mm-hmm. I think it it transitioned pretty well into each other. Um agreed. I I don't think it was off at all. It just made sense, mm-hmm. you know, and I I think that's really good storytelling. Um it's I definitely think... zombies that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And also like since we're still learning about these zombies, um it's since we're like still learning about these zombies, we're able to accept new information mm-hmm. where like, for example, I was thrown a little bit how the zombies changed from walking dead season one to walking dead season two. Cause like yeah. in walking dead season one, like zombies are carrying things. They seem to have a little bit of cognizance still in them. Um, they seem to have like, like a little bit of knowledge of things like a little bit yeah. of humanity. But then after season two, they just went full on into, no, they're dead. Which, mm-hmm. and I was thrown off a little bit by that. Um, but I wasn't thrown by this at all. How did you feel about the uh, the reveal at the end when they've got to hunt down Patient Zero? And it's revealed that night vision and darkness have a big part to play in their location? I thought that was really, really cool. Like, the, yeah. the fact that they have to be in the dark to find patient zero is fascinating because that mm-hmm. makes it all the more scarier. Like you have to fight this thing in the dark. You can't, you can't be in the light, which I mean, or go for it, which sort of goes into, you know, um, the church hiding things in darkness and you have to go into the dark to fight the evil that's in it. Mm-hmm. In this case, the mm-hmm. evil being the, how would you describe her? The uh, very skinny, tits out, dirty diaper, soaking wet <laughs> in this one monster that lives in the attic. <laughs> Wait, what, what, do you, what do you mean? How would I describe her? Yeah, I was like, I, I think that's pretty much the only description that we can give her. <laughs> the, the same thing as the last movie, except she's somehow even more disgusting because she just got out of a tub. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I would still be pissing in my pants. 
Oh yeah. If if <laughs> I was being dragged into a tub, have you played Little Nightmares specifically the DLC? Oh, I love that game. Yeah. Have you played the DLC with Kid? Yes, and the grandma and the she, yeah, she's like the grandma. She's two. like the freaking yeah. grandma that. Oh man, that is still. <laughs> well, have you played two yet? Yeah, I I haven't finished it. I got to the spot where the mannequins were moving. Okay. I wasn't shining the flashlight on them. Okay, kind of that's... This is too scary. <laughs> that's, well, that that's probably the hardest part of the game. But, yeah, I was yeah. going to talk about that. It's a tie between the granny and the mannequins, the patients, that are the mm-hmm. scariest monsters in that whole game series. Like... Oh, yeah. The granny, you just... Oh, man. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. Especially the part where you, like, go into that one room with the water... And you just see its head, and it just sinks. Yep. I'm like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I actually have a video that my friends took. I was playing it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and they got my reaction after seeing that happen. And it's priceless. It's so good. But yeah, she's the granny. Patient zero. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanna talk about the twist. Um, I t- at the mm-hmm. second time around, I totally forgot about the twist. Um... But with uh, home home girl reporter lady, uh, she, she the demon went into her because mm-hmm. this parasite moved from patient zero's mouth to her mouth. Um, and it is disgusting. Like oh yeah, it looks like it's, a giant maggot. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I totally forgot about the twist. But then and so as I was watching it. Um, I, I was like, how is she kicking this guy's ass? Like, (laughs) like if anything, like I'm not, I'm not saying women can't fight, but if anything, like if she could fight, it would still be kind of an even match because he is, he is significantly bigger than her. And I was like, how is she kicking this guy's ass? And then I was like, oh, because she has demon powers now. That's why. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the little piece of dialogue she says to him when he's on the ground too of, I, it would have been so poetic for you to be the one to get me out of here. Like, I like oh, the yeah. touches like that. Yep. Yeah, and then she freaking takes his voice. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. Um, I'm excited to watch the third one to see what happens. But, yeah, it was really, really good. Uh-huh. Man, such a good movie. Two really good movies. They're good double feature too, back to back given that the first one's like 75 minutes the second one's 85 like they they fit really well together yeah yeah oh man do you have anything else you want to say i think we've said all there really is to say all right cool well uh we'll be back after a short musical interlude with the moral dilemma back all right derek here is your moral dilemma um is it better for institutions to be completely truthful and show their evil underbelly or be dishonest and show and exaggerate their good parts i know they do the latter but i would prefer the former yeah i feel like full transparency is the easiest way for at least me and i imagine a lot of people to trust you as if you're like 
being completely open and honest about everything. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who says this, but it's, um, everything bad lives in secrecy and everything good lives in truth. Um, I like that where you like whenever the, and it can go with anything like whenever rumors are spread or whenever like people are just talking about each other, like it just causes contention and it causes bad things to happen. But whenever, whenever people actually talk about their issues with each other and figure them out, then good things happen because everything is out in the open. Um, I feel like the best relationships and friendships are built on open and honest communication. Yeah. Like knowing fully where the other person or group is coming from. Yeah. And, um, and same thing goes like with wages. I remember being told as a kid, like you don't discuss wages with other people and that did with your other coworkers. And that didn't make sense to me. I was like, why, how do you know you're being paid fairly? Um, and how you do don't. you, yeah, you don't. And that's what they want you to do. Uh, because yeah, I, I, I fully believe that like everything secret is, well, to an extent, I don't think you should overshare with people or like you can keep things close to your chest with people that you don't know very well. Um, obviously I'm not going to tell a stranger like my, my, um, biggest fears or like my biggest like issues that I have to deal with in life. But like whenever you're dealing with other people and things involve other people, it's good to keep things out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. At least make it so everybody in the party is aware of what's happening. Yeah. And yep. I, it, it would do wonders, I think, for, for organizations to not keep secrets. And for yeah. some reason, they think that it helps them when it doesn't. Um, when I think they think there's uh there's no way this stuff could possibly come out. And it's like, we live in the age of social media where everything is being documented. Like there, there are no more secrets anymore that can be hidden like that. Yeah. And it is. And like back then you could brush things under the rug cause there were no cameras. Mm -hmm. There were no, yeah. there was no social media. There were no pictures. There were no video. There was no audio recordings. Like you, you can't do that anymore. And, no. and we have, we have the means to like, scientifically look at um history and and books mm -hmm. and things like that and um you know back before this all existed it was so easy to brush things under the rug and and lie to people um, oh yeah but now it's not like because we can we can find out the truth with our fingertips i mean on a less extreme example that i know we both experienced Everybody is acting like the phenomenon of Karen is a new thing, but we both worked a retail job for a long time before everybody was posting the Karen videos. And yeah. Those people have always existed, especially around the holidays. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I go to Walmart and now, and I just feel like, like everyone is just pissed and that's how it was yeah. when we were working at, at that grocery store. <laughs> Is just pretty much nothing's changed. Nope. Except for everybody's got a camera now and can upload their videos. Yep. Um, I mean and and people had cameras back when we worked there too. I think it was just like people realized like, oh, I can video you being an asshole and expose you. Pretty much. Yeah. 
Yep, and it'll make the news. Mm -hmm. And yep. yeah, oh man, good times, good times at <laughs> at good old, good old nostalgic um, memories. Yep, I'm still <laughs> the place that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still well. It shut down, and some people, well, a few of them still exist. <laughs> yeah, a few, well, our our store shut down, but I yeah. it made me wish I had money so that I could go buy it so I could shoot my uh, um. <laughs> my sitcom about grocery stores. Just saying, it's just sitting there empty. I yeah. pass it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe it'll still be around when I have money, if I have money. So, uh, it, it'll be in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, that was such a rundown piece of <sighs> building. It really was. Yeah. Um, the people who would shop there had seen what we had seen behind the scenes. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Good times, good times. Well, I remember people were saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss this place," and I'm like, "I do not feel sad at all. I am." Oh yeah, same. I feel. I, I didn't understand all the nostalgic posts I was seeing from. Coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? The where you were on the brink of tears for the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good, so funny. All right, well, mm -hmm. and uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I really appreciate you guys. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed Don't Your Brain. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Don't Your Brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zacky the Zombie. Also feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at FeedDon'tYourBrain at gmail.com. You can also follow Fortune Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can donate to our Patreon page called Feed Don't Your Brain on Patreon. Thank you all for listening, and stay safe and stay sane.